sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. We are back. We are here. Oh, my God. The weather is beautiful. For all those joining us for the first time, welcome. For all those that are regulars, we love you. We appreciate you. And we have in the house from Italy, starting her master's program at San Diego State University, Laura Arcadia. How you doing, Laura? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Woo, we missed you. You made it. You did I it. Did. I did. That was a lot of adrenaline when I got to the airport. <laughs> oh, so how did, tell us about it. How did, well, in, in the house, we've got Dominique this week, Dominique Hackett. Christine Marie, of course, Holly McCord, Richard Dugan, and I think there's going to be a few others popping in a little late. And, of course, we've got my my bro, my buddy, my friend, Anthony Rodriguez. He's going to give us the update with the food bank, but we're going to start off with you this morning. Laura, tell us how it happened. So, I mean, the trip was super long because with COVID, there's less flights. So it was a 33-hour trip in total like just the flights. And then I got to the airport and usually you go through customs, they check your documents and they're like, okay, you're good to go. And this time the guy was super friendly. And then he goes like, I'm going to send you through secondary. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so he put me like in a back room where they, they bring people to like check if the documents are real, pretty much they determine if you're eligible to enter the country. And it's super weird. Cause they'll like talk to people and like question them. But like the room is the room where everybody's sitting. So everybody hears everybody else's stuff. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was like. Well, we set you up for hot privacy and HIPAA all like at once. I got it. Right? And actually with me, they didn't even talk to me. They grabbed my documents. They told me to sit there. And then an hour and a half later, they were like, you're good to go. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's what I'm talking about. They, must, they called us on Teen Sports Radio. Right? They said <laughs> they're like oh we just had to call a couple of times because erica doesn't answer the phone <laughs> that's right well dominique she picks up i'm so yeah. happy no, seriously so you land uh you go you go to the lax then you're now down in san diego you've got your uh living uh all set up and how's yeah. it going and what you're living your apartment you've got a friend down there as well going to school with you or no yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I realized there's like a lot of people that I know that are in San Diego because I, I posted a photo on Instagram and people are like, oh, my God, did you move to San Diego? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I live in this area. And I'm like, what? Nice. So, yeah, actually, I know a lot of people here. So that's nice. I didn't realize how many people from Santa Barbara moved down here. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, you raise your kids here and you retire here. In the middle, you leave. Yeah. And I was like, go away. Grow up. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no. It, so fun, it's really fun. so you're, you started school, right? Or no? Yeah, I'm a little bit too. It's intense. It's very intense. Lots of work. But um, even though it's all on Zoom, it's it's doable because since it's a, uh, an MBA program, there's 25 to 30 people in every class. And they're all synchronized. Nice. So we get to talk to the professor and interact. And they'll do like breakout rooms where we all work in groups during the class. And it's really nice. We actually met up once outside a cafe because most of us work better in groups. And we're like, okay, let's just, you know, do a cafe so we can stay all a little bit further apart. 
And um, yeah, it's really good. Like I have awesome classmates. The professors are amazing. Everybody's super friendly. And I felt the switch from undergrad where now they treat you like an adult, not like a child. Yes, yes. And yeah, like had professors that were literally like, life happens school is not your whole life if something goes on just let us know we're people too we understand and that's a beautiful thing i'm so happy that you got in and this is all going to work out for you and oh my god you know you could always take the train up to santa barbara because we've got a room here with your name on it your room is empty actually it's dominique's office but that'll give a good excuse to do the cleanup because laura is coming in so that's nice dominique what do you say dominique's not there okay so somebody's got to say something christine marie say something welcome laura i'm so glad you're here (laughs) and you're in my own my old stomping grounds well not really i was north county san diego where i was born it's been the first formative years of my life, but um, it's so wonderful to have you here on on the terra firma of the coast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very happy to be here. Yeah, well, if you get a, a unbalanced at all, sleep, anxiety, stress, whatever words you guys want to use, we have Richard here, Richard Remedies. Okay, and he's here as one of those guides. You put him here in your world, Laura, if you need anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's got all these homeopathic things. Trust me, they work. Was it? I, I guess I've been taking them all along. Didn't even know because, you know, throw it under the tongue. It's really good. I'm sure your mom is very aware of all these good things. Very uh, inexpensive, uh, for, especially if you're not sleeping or anything like that. You better do the check-in, all right? Okay, I will do it. Laura, when did I, you arrive? How long has it been? Um, I arrived August 22nd. So are you feeling pretty adapted now from the jet lag as, as it as it shifted for you already? Yeah, it was super weird. Like the first day I immediately slept through the night and was fine. So I, I don't know. I just adapted like there was no issue. And, um, I mean, I'm a night owl generally, so I'll stay up until like 2 a.m. And that's but that's what I do no matter what coast I'm on. Like it's just oh, okay. my sleep schedule. And my housemates, the same thing. So we don't annoy each other making noise or something like that. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm completely comfortable. It took like no time. Good, Not good. Well, Dominique is here. Eric, quick question. Are you in quarantine? I, I was supposed to be in quarantine, but because I traveled, I had the right to take a COVID test and I took it and it came back negative. So I'm like, I need to quarantine if I'm negative, you know? Nice. Yeah. So I just That's follow the guidelines that everybody's supposed to follow, but I don't have to quarantine. And I mean, I'm at the end of the two weeks anyways now. Like tomorrow is the 14th day, so. Nice. All right, awesome. Well, Laura, you're going to be here for the whole show. That's great. What we're going to do is we're going to get a little update. We've got Anthony Rodriguez with the food bank. He hasn't been here for a couple of weeks because he's been working. Working, working, but I, I have seen we've gotten he's gotten very recognized too for all the service and the work that he's uh, gotten. I've oh. seen you get a couple of awards too, and there's not a better person. I know you're you're uh, balancing this this with everybody. It's you know, everybody's award, it's yeah. everybody's award. I understand that. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the food bank. Well, first of all, uh, we just want to say thank you to the Red Cross for um, recognizing the food bank's work. 
Uh, the bank has been doing an amazing job ever since the debris flow. They've come, come a long way. Um, so, yes, we, we received the Good Neighbor Award from the Red Cross and also some awards from, uh, I believe it was um, City Council. Um, so we're very grateful for that. Uh, other than that, I mean, we normally do about 10 million pounds of food maybe a year at the most. Um, we already exceeded 10, 000, uh, 10 million pounds since March 9th. Wow. So it's it's been a very uh, busy, intense, but also very, um, I don't know, fruitful, grateful uh, opportunity to be able to assist the, the community as much as we have. Um, any donations, we're still accepting donations all the time because, um, you know, it, it can get really hard to try to get food. So anything that comes in, you know, we're very grateful for it because it goes right back into our community. Um, so, yeah, and then other than that, we're working on our food bank uh, disaster feeding plan. I am the one that's been coordinating that. That's actually supposed to be my baby. And we're working with other organizations that we're still obviously in, in the moment of this uh, pandemic, but there's getting updates. I'm already updating this consistently. Uh, working with other organizations, trying to get uh, a full map of all the feeding locations where we can get um, kitchens and stuff like that, working with chefs. Uh, trying to get that all prepared for in case there is a large disaster, we can go ahead and be uh, ready to go. And we are still looking for a, another warehouse because we're down one warehouse. Um, and so we're trying to raise money for that too. So, yeah, You know, with the, um, the technology and how wonderful it is uh, for freezing, so do you have freezers that you're actually, or is it just more fresh and boxed? Uh, that's, we have all of the above. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. Um, so, you know, we're trying to look for other locations where we can have larger freezers and stuff. So, yeah, we're working on that. Well, we thank you. Uh, Honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all the volunteers, anybody associated <laughs> with the food bank. We also have the Unity Shop, Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. You pulled together from day one. And would you... Yeah. What area could you share that? Like, what area of is it? Is it more the North County, or what? What area is the most most hit hardest? Well, actually, if we could come back to that sure. right after uh, these messages, that'd be good. Thank you. <laughs> that that was good practice. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Okay, so tell us what county. If you just tuned in, thank mm -hmm. you, Santa Barbara. Uh, we have in front of us here on screen live Anthony Rodriguez <laughs> with the Food Bank. 
And first off, tell us your title. <laughs> Operations and Disaster Services Specialist. Okay, so of all of the areas we have mm-hmm. in the county, which which area really needs our support and help? You know what? Is it is it honestly it's it's across the board. Um, you know, many people don't realize that many people are afraid to ask for help and afraid to ask for that they say that they need food even though they might have a job, but it still doesn't mean that you have enough. Um, especially, you know, depending on the families that you have, um, you know, right now COVID is, is really impacting Santa Maria. Um, but, you know, this whole community needs us to continue to come together and, you know, help feed. So checks. Yeah. Food. Checks, food. Yeah. Checks, food, volunteers. We need volunteers to help us out in North County um, to be able to, do, to deliver food to our seniors, um, which is definitely the, you know, our, our top thing is uh, to be able to feed them so they don't have to come out and put themselves at risk. You still have the kids program now that school started for lunches? No, actually, we finished that up. We did over, uh, over 30,000 meals, I believe it was, which is amazing. Um, yeah, we did real good. Nice. Yeah, did real good. Thank you for that. Wow. That's amazing. Can you say guavas? Yeah, we'll take guavas. Pineapple right? guavas. I've got a bumper crop of pineapple guavas. I'm talking hundreds. Well, we'll take guavas. Yeah? We'll take fruits. We take nice. vegetables. We take everything. So, All right. Yeah. Fantastic. So fresh fruit. You want it. Donations. You love it. Yeah. Volunteers. A Absolutely. must. Absolutely. Okay. We need volunteers. We need some help. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, All right. All right, so let's shift over a little bit. Guess who we have in the house? We've got Holly McCord Duncan. How you doing, Holly? Doing all right. In the busy season for college applications, so there's yeah. a lot going on. Today I was going to go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask kids that are transit. I, I always want to know what the mindset because you're dealing with kids every single day. You are a link to the teens, and I was just saying, like their understanding of what's going on of course they get it but their transition easy uh mixed i would say definitely mixed okay there's a there's definitely some grieving over not being able to go back to school and see friends and have all the social contacts that everybody misses but learning online is a different animal and kudos to the teachers boy have they stepped up their game i they must have spent the entire summer 24 hours seven trying to figure out the online learning techniques because it is much better from what I'm seeing with my own two kids. Right. So uh, hats off to the teachers as always. In terms of other things going on, I'm trying to get all the students to get their basic information on those common applications or on the UC applications because it's tedious and it's boring and it doesn't, it takes five times longer than you think it should. But one of the challenges that I'll mention to any students out there, if you switched from a semester system to a block schedule this year, on the UC application, it asks you to specify where your class is offered block or semester. You can choose more than one option. And some of the students are thinking, I can only choose one, but I don't understand which one should I choose. So you can pick more than one option when it comes to how you enter all your classes online. The other thing is, if you haven't already lined up your letters of recommendation for any schools that require them, then you should be talking to your teachers about that. Your counselor also probably has some input as to who you should talk to and what kind of things you should give them so that they can write you a good letter of recommendation. Perfect. 
So right now being start off in September, where should freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors, what, what should they be doing? Freshmen should be honestly just learning how to study, learning how to be effective. And that's hard in this environment because it's it's so different from what we're used to. There's a great video by about a book called Making It Stick. And it turns out that all the ways we teach people how to, well, we actually don't ever teach people how to study. They just kind of learn to reread and highlight and stuff like that. That's not very effective. What that does is creates recognition, but when it comes to actually recalling the information for your test, not so good. So there's a great online video about study. I think it's called Six Study Habits. You can Google it. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. I would recommend all freshmen take that as their charge to learn how to study and save yourself some time. Sophomores can even start looking at scholarship information, which I know it seems crazy that early on in the game, but it really can help you because a lot of deadlines for scholarships pass long before you're done applying for colleges. So if you apply early, you'll have a better chance and less competition. So my favorite site for scholarships is called FastWeb, F-A-S-T-W-E-B.com. And I would encourage anyone to set up an account and get on their mailing list so that you can start getting pings about all the scholarships that you can apply for. Junior is, is that just high high school or is that grad or international? How how is that? Uh, I mostly deal with high school students, so that's pretty much where I focus. But anybody who wants to can sign on and see what's what's out there. I think most of the scholarships are focused toward undergraduate, but not exclusively. So oftentimes grad students get the benefit of being a teaching assistant or something to help pay for their their college, whereas undergrads don't have that option. Right. Juniors in high school, you should be going to these college fairs. There are numerous online college fairs happening, one of which I just went to last night. It was for out-of-state colleges. And you can actually, as a Californian, get some money for going for out-of-state. I know that it's tempting to say where it's gorgeous and pretty and warm and all that kind of stuff, but be adventurous. There's money out there for schools that are trying to increase their out-of-state population, and it doesn't always cost more. So, Keep that in mind. There's a great organization called the Western University Exchange, which is a bunch of school colleges outside of California that have said, look, if you come here, we will only charge, we won't charge you the full out-of-state tuition. We won't even charge you, well, we'll charge you what you played at home, but probably not a whole lot more than that. And by the financial aid, when financial aid kicks in, it could even be less. So there are a lot of good options out there for making college a little more affordable. And I strongly encourage people to get a jump on that early. Seniors, of course, should be working on those applications. Uh, Hopefully their essays are at least in progress, if not done. And they should have their applications filled out so that all the activities, their classwork, all the, the tedious stuff should be behind them at this point so they can just enjoy their senior year. So that's my hope for them. Nice. Thank you so much. What's your contact information? I You can reach me at holly at smartcollegeadmission.com or if my website is smartcollegeadmission.com. And if you just, even if you don't plan to hire me, I've got lots of free articles. I'm happy to have you look through and see if there's anything there that can help you. So please take advantage of it. Get to college. That's my ultimate goal is to get more people to go to college because going to college gives you a better chance of 
avoiding poverty makes you more active in your community and a number of other positive benefits. So go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's take a little break. It's Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right, social distancing. You know, when it first came out, social distancing, I, I know it had roots someplace in some profession. Uh, nursing. People, nursing. Okay, thank you, Dominique. Nursing. Um, from day one, and Dominique knows this, I've always spat on that because I've always looked at it as physical distancing. And social, because we're all social beings, and it just really upset me that the media didn't jump on it and flip it to physical. But then I think, you know, being a conspiracy theorist, it's like, you know, they wanted to keep it social because they really don't want us to be social. They want us to be separate. And I understand that because if you just said physical and the impact of the social wasn't there, we might not have minded the rules as much. So I get both sides of the, the argument. Um, but at the end of the day, we are social beings. And so we, I've had to do, we, our family's had to do a hack, create a pod, create a, uh, a area of the yard, like revamp it, make it social. And I'm, I'm actually blessed because we've improved it. And I know other people have done the same. So then we were talking about it in length, Dominique and I, and then she added, you know, her wisdom to it. And every time she starts talking, I, you know, I drop my jaw because it's deeper than my concept. <laughs> She's a lot deeper person. So let's let's jump on that. And I want everybody's input. Because we've uh, all been affected. It's been a half of a year. It's been six months. Okay. We've all grown out of it. I mean, so yeah. I want to go around and, and spend a, a majority of the show looking at this and how this has impacted us individually. So Dominique, you can go first. Uh, so I listened to a very interesting uh, blog that was actually done uh, over a year ago, but it was talking about how human beings are actually ultra social. In other words, we create pods of people that we're not even related to by blood or marriage. We, we create community um, in a way that's even more intense than what's found in nature. So we, we are considered ultra social beings. So in that way, we have to understand that part of our meeting our needs as a human being, we need to meet, meet, the, meet the need of being social. So in that regards and dealing with that in this time of COVID and so forth, what also happens with being so social, we have to also create um, areas within our being social where we are allow for disagreement and discussion. Because what some people are finding, especially during this time of COVID, 
is that we may create such a tight uh, web of people around us that everyone has the same opinions and we're not getting any new data. So all we're doing is we're accessing data points in our social pod uh, that reflect exactly what we think and what we already previously know. So in order to continue expanding our knowledge, we have to also be very aware to allow into our social network people who don't have the same ideas as us and create that free space for discussion so that we can continue to grow. Love it. You see what I'm saying? You see how she touched on so many different things? Laura, what do you say? I 100% agree with what she's saying. I mean, the fact that we're hyper-social, it doesn't come to surprise to me because, um, you know, past experiments they've made, sadly, during war times with people and seeing how being alone affected their health more than not having certain resources. But uh, on the point of having conflicting opinions or something like that, I mean, I am in college. Debate is one of the core things that you know, define college, having a confrontation with different ideas and all that. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I catch myself with um, being wrong all the time, and it's honestly refreshing. It's like, yeah, I... <laughs> refreshing! I mean, not not refreshing, but it's like, how sad... different languages. <laughs> well, yeah, but how sad would it be if at 22 I was always right? Like, at least that's what I think. If a 22 year old is right, then there's not much exciting ahead. Cause like, I love learning. I love being mind blown by new things or just having people point out stuff to me where I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. But now that you say it this way, it makes sense or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's good to me. I don't think there's anything wrong in being wrong or in not knowing something. Or oh, have just an opinion. It's just like you could agree to disagree. I don't even think a lot of this is right or wrong. Christine, what do you, what do you say? Well, I, I like to think about that aspect of there was a time when I did think there was a, a right and a wrong, right? And that if I was right, you were wrong. If you were right, I was wrong. And to me, that's sort of this duality perspective. Um, and, and what I've come to and I find it so powerful during, especially during this time, is like there's a different way of looking at the world where it's the, the point and the sphere of perspective around it. And so every time, even if I disagree with somebody, and I've, I've really felt that for a while now, but when I disagree or, or it's not my experience, I can say, wow, so that's how you're experiencing it. Interesting. That's not how I'm experiencing it. And so I'm really... I love it as, as uh, every, every new perspective or idea that comes, it doesn't sway me to their view necessarily, but it informs my view uh, as a part of that sphere that's, that's, that's being formed around the whole perspective for me. And I love it. I love all these different perspectives, even that are things I would never even think of. I'm like, wow. And so then I fit that into my puzzle and it feels really, it gives me more of a, you know, more of a, I feel like a holistic view of really what's happening for everybody, not just me. Well, Richard has something to add because he's joined our hearts card pod. And I think that we showed him. Um, 
Um, yeah, so I, it's it's just really interesting to me during these times. I've I've sort of looked at it as a as a social experiment, and it's it's really really um, been fascinating because people are so much more aware of each other, whereas before it was more being aware of what it is that we're doing, what what's going on in our lives, our daily plans, our routines, so on and so forth. But now it's just a time where we can really pay attention to how people are interacting, how our words and views affect other people, the types of responses we get, the types of reactions we're going to get, the types of perspectives that other people have and trying to fit that into our worldview or rejecting it if it's not something that we necessarily agree with or want in our worldview. Um, so it's just been really interesting to to look at that and really um, really notice the the differences. But it's still every single person is you pushed out. So it's to me, it's also like looking at almost like a mirror of the complexity that we have as individuals and really seeing just how complex our, our thoughts and ideas can be and how for every thought we have, there's another side to it. And um, that's just really fascinating. Go ahead, Christina. Oh, I wanted to add too, like on a personal note, that going into the COVID when everything sort of shut down, I, I've, in myself, I've been a little resistant to really going online and into spending a lot of time in the, the what do you want to call it? The World Wide web or I, I, online in, in the, in, I, can't, I can't think of the word right now, but um, at what do, what doing that, it forced me to be able to, you know, do readings online and to, join groups and have conversations and there's a whole nother socialness that I hadn't appreciated um, about the, the, um, the online community or the online um, communication and connection. It's still, it's not the same as in-person, you know, physical connection, but there is, there are some lovely benefits to it. And I do appreciate it. For me, because I love the whole social I love being next to a person. I like looking into somebody's eyes. I'm trying to go away from, create more space in events at here at the house or at uh, dinner, combining people because I find what happens is when I, I could tell myself a story when I'm reading something or I post something and I get responses to it, and then I could, I find myself going on this little, self-talk and i am so far from the reality of what's really going on and because you, know, you got to drop the whole ego so i'm trying to like push all that away and and really start now that i really do believe that we are i i'm hoping and praying that we're coming to you know the the coming out of this into the light so and i hope we're not having this you know another uh, people are looking at another outbreak and I'm just, I'm hoping and praying that that doesn't happen. So that's, I think more people is where, where I'm at right now. Dominique. Maybe I could add one more thing after we take a quick break uh, about being social. All right, you got it. Let's take a little break. It's Erica Salt of the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. Well, now together we will stand
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Okay, we are back, and Dominique Hackett wants to do an ad. If I hear one more ring. <laughs> no, stop, my stop ringing. Okay. Anthony's Dominic. a wanted person. I know. I just wanted to add this. <laughs> I wanted to add this thing. Uh, one more comment about being social. Uh, really quick. So, in about 1995, uh, how kids were being raised severely changed. Uh, ever since 1995, kids have basically been raised with a cell phone or in front of a computer. So that means there's a lot of computer gaming going on. And then we've got Facebook. We've got the Facebook like button. We have Twitter. We have Twitter retweets. So the whole sociability for us in this human experience has really shifted and changed in a way that no previous generation has ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And one thing that they have noticed is, and I'm sorry to say this, but I know Anthony can uh, understand this, the suicide rate for boys has gone up 25%. And for girls, the suicide rate has gone up 70%. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up, that we are so social, we as parents need to make sure that we are helping to meet our children's social needs and that they're not depending on Facebook and Twitter and all these other online accounts, especially our girls. Because what they're finding in studying sociology they're finding that um, girls, uh, as, as we all develop, we develop differently, but the, for those uh, people who are developing really dependent on that relationship, when you make a posting on Facebook or Twitter, and then you're waiting anxiously for the response, that is stressing out your nervous system. And it is creating depression that we have never seen in our children. And so I just want to make a plea to parents, if you're finding that your children are depressed, please consider helping them limit their, their interaction socially on, on Facebook and those other kinds of uh, social medias and do more socializing in person, write letters, be on the phone where you're hearing someone's tone of voice, do Zoom where you're seeing someone's facial expressions. We need to help support each other socially, but we need to protect our children who are actually being hurt by the like button and the retweets. Holly, do you have anything you want to add to that? I definitely will add to that. And that the depression is, it, it's an epidemic and it hasn't necessarily been treated as one, but it is definitely an epidemic. And though the, the Facebook is more people my age, the Instagram, the uh, things like, TikTok and Snapchat and all that kind of stuff. There's some insidious things about them. And what's important to remember, I agree with Dominique, is that we're dealing with brains that are not yet fully developed. Executive functioning skills, decision-making skills, all that part of the brain is the last part. And they've discovered that brain development doesn't really end thorough or reach its max until about age 25. And if you've got a kid with ADD or something like that, it could even be a little, little bit longer. I'm so, 58 and it's, I agree. So <laughs> it's, they need the limits and you can it, check your, if you get, I think almost everybody in town has Cox because we don't have much of a choice. You can get an app that helps limit 
the number of hours a student can be on or the number, the times of day they're allowed to be on or things like that. There are going to be things you don't know about as a parent. That's just the way life goes because they're, especially teenagers, they're pushing for that independence, but you can control certain things and, and they need you to, they don't want you to, but they need you to, you got to be a parent before a friend because that's what your job is. Well, so, Richard, go ahead. go ahead, Richard. Laura's got something too, Erica. Go ahead, Laura. Go, Richard, you go first. Richard, Laura, and then we got Anthony to close out the section. Okay. Um, I, I just want to say that um, the thing with, um, with, with social media is I, I'm a big supporter of it in a lot of ways and think it should be used, but I think it should be used in a very specific way. And it, this, the way it should be used is to connect with other people. And the thing is, is that it's become a thing where people post their entire lives and their entire lives get entwined with these social media things. So there is anxiety when you're waiting for something or you're looking at what someone else is doing doing and sometimes people get jealous or sometimes maybe they they'll have like like a crush on somebody and then they're they're constantly like you know paranoid and following all the the pictures that they post and they create like all of this this anxiety and they start to create these stories in their minds that end up creating and they're they're these these negative stories because of the things that they're going through and the conscious mind tends to to jump toward um to toward protecting us toward like a like a self-defense type thing so really i think i think the thing with, with social media is is more to just use it as a way of reaching out to people, connecting with people, sharing certain things, but but not to use it as a way where our entire lives are are really enmeshed within it. Um, and and I, I just I think that, that that's a really important distinguishing factor. Laura. Yeah, so we've been talking about, you know, parents helping their own kids and, you know, checking in on them. But I think it's also important to teach your kids to check in on their friends. Because especially when you're a teenager, maybe the last person you want to help you is your parent. And he's like, you know, you're in that phase where you don't want to deal with your parents, where your parents are not cool. And you actually care more about what your peers think of you than what your family thinks of you, right? And from personal experience, sometimes it's really like that one friend or that one person that you didn't really expect to reach out to you and be like, hey, you've been a little quiet or hey, I haven't heard from you for a while. Like, how's it going? And all this stuff and checking in. Like, that can actually really make a difference in somebody's life and, like, in somebody's day. And that's something also that's really important to teach, whether you're a babysitter or a parent or whatever. Just tell your kids to, you know, check in on their friends and maybe even just acquaintances if they notice something. Yeah, I look at that spiritually. If you're guided and you get a tap, Take, take advantage of that tap. You're, there was a reason why somebody came through to you. I, ha I have a story. I could share it with you down uh, the road. It was amazing, and it was definitely out of the blue. I was just get got this, um, I don't know, a nudge. I got a nudge to reach out to this person, and it was a good thing that I did. Hmm. Tell me, Anthony here has got a little bit of knowledge <laughs> in this situation. So as a three-time suicide attempt survivor, I can definitely um, relate to quite a bit that's going on. Um, Laura mentioned something that was extremely important, especially when it comes to teens. Um, you know, I, I had a hard time reaching out and asking for help because I didn't think it was cool. But in reality, to be honest with you, it's probably one of the greatest things that you could ever do. Um, so if you see a friend quiet, like you said, reach out, say hi. If you see somebody on the street, just smile. You never know, how, you know what life you can save. Um, it truly makes a difference. 
And um, because, you know, with that, um, there's two articles that are coming out on my story that will be coming out in the Coastal View News uh, paper and then also in uh, the United States Mental Health uh, paper that's coming out. Um, but also I wanted to invite everybody to the online Santa Barbara Out of the Darkness walk experience. Um, our walk is going to be online this year. Um, so no matter where you're at, you can participate. You can help us raise money, share a story. Um, but also the most important thing is just be there. You know, just be there for somebody. It makes a difference. Listen, don't just hear. Because when you listen to somebody's words, you can definitely hear a lot more than what you thought. Um, but listening makes a big difference. So don't be afraid. Just reach out. And you're not alone. Just remember that you're not alone. If you do need to reach out, Anthony, what would be a good phone call? Because I know you, you take calls. Yeah, you can uh, dial um, 805-699-5608, and that's to the Santa Barbara Response Network. Um, you can also go online to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and you can also go on to the Santa Barbara Response uh, Network to get more links to uh, other resources. And if you need some uh, specific resources, you can also reach out to me through Facebook, through Twitter, through um, Instagram, and also through the Santa Barbara Response Network uh, website. Um, and also we participated in the uh, Carpinteria Hope uh, visual. And so um, my, my, a little brief touch on my story is uh, recorded on there. And you can go on to Carpinteria um, Hope Net uh, website, and they have some really good resources there also. So. Thank you, Anthony. Let's take a little break. Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen will be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Christine Marie, what card is today? What is today's card? The Princess of Pentacles. And um, what has come to me, what I've been thinking, um, because there were other cards that I had thought about, but as we're talking, you know, we are, this card talks about um, the healing and the energy that the earth can give us because as human beings, we are also earthly beings. We are the human entity of the planet, right? And we're all different. We come from all different countries, nations, we're different races, colors, cultures. And yet there, what does, what unifies us is the earth all together. And what, what she says, what this, the princess of Pentacles says, put your bare feet on the bare earth. Because there are things that the earth can teach us and share with us and support us in ways that even, you know, even so, so what I, what, what came to me was even if you're not feeling like you can reach out to somebody else, um, if it's really that hard for you, go to the beach or go to the woods or put your, go to the, 
piece of grass outside your house and sit in the grass or maybe, you know, connect with a tree because the, uh, at the, there were times in my life when I was incredibly depressed and I would just somehow get myself to the beach and sit there until some sort of beauty or connection would open me up and I would become grateful and then something would shift in me and I, and I would, I would connect to something, you know, more beautiful. And so I think um, as human beings, yes, it's connecting with each other. And it's also important to connect with the earth. You know, when you said that, Christine, it reminds me, I don't know if people know the story of the Buddha, but that's what he did. He was under a tree and he couldn't figure things out. And he said, earth be my witness. Richard, two minutes. Close out the show, my friend. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about one of the best preventative measures for anxiety um, that, that definitely fits into this conversation. And it really has to do with the art of trying without actually trying or without really thinking about trying. And the thing is, is we get very stressed when we're trying to obtain something, but we're focused on the fact that we're trying, which means that there's a 50% chance we could actually get it or not, or the odds would be different depending on what it is and how we're viewing it. But the important thing is, is to try, but to not focus on trying to change what's going on out here. And the, the idea that we want to focus on is, is looking at something that is, is different. We want to look at, we want to focus on what it is that we do want. That's huge. And we're gonna we're gonna pick up with that next show, but it's time to go. Patience, peace, God bless Santa Barbara. See you next week. Oh, the best, 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 oh,